What a hell of a week we just had in the XFL. Welcome to another episode of the Little Bit League. I'm George. I'm Raul. And man, this was just another wild week. Like, it make our staff <laughs> look like a fool. No kidding. Um, if you guys listened to the last episode, we gave our predictions of how we thought the week was going to go. We both agreed on the same teams, so we were going to have the same record. And, oh, boy, that record looks like crap right now. Yeah. But I'm going to give you a point because you got an upset last time. I'm going to give it to you. How about no, that? No, no, no. Okay. How about this? I'll take the point for the upset call, but not for the other wins. Okay. The wins and losses, they still stay the same. Like, we we went one and three in yeah. our game predictions. We did not expect what was going to happen. It was another fun week, and, man, it was just fun. It was nail-biting this week. Let's get started with the first game. Seattle Dragons versus Houston Roughnecks. Man, what a game. Man, I actually thought Seattle had a chance to actually pull up the upset. I know. I was calling for the upset. They had the game. Oh, yeah, you did call the upset for this game. Yes. They had the game, but I think they ran out of steam at the third quarter. I mean, if you look at it, like, it was all, it was almost a back and forth game, sort of. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, uh, Seattle, Seattle were, they were winning fourteen mm-hmm. zero, and they it looked dominated. like they actually had it. Yeah, they looked they were just dominating the Roughnecks um, early on. All of a sudden, Roughnecks got back into it, tied up fourteen fourteen at halftime. Mm-hmm. But then at the start of the third quarter, they ended up taking the lead. I think twenty three fourteen, and after that, it they went, were done. They were downhill. I think the the Dragons run out of steam, and how if you look at Houston's play, they give you the ball. They say, here, play with the ball, and then when we want to play real football, we're going to take care of the ball. Not just that. I mean, early on they did. Like, they were having success running the ball, but after that they didn't really have much. I mean, if you take out uh, B.J. Daniels' rushing attempts, the running backs together, they didn't even uh, average over 100 yards yeah. combined. So they had less than 100 yards rushing without B.J. Daniels. With him, of course, is over 100. Yeah. As far as his day passing, he actually had a pretty decent going 14-22. to But he didn't really get that many yards either. He only got 114. Yeah, like the like I've to- been telling you, a player can make the difference of this game. And this time, this game was the quarterback. He did an amazing running job. Passing, he could have done better. Yeah, but it's it's even though it's you lose some, you get some. Yeah, PJ Walker on the other hand. Oh after, yeah. After he started off terrible, I mean he ended up finishing twenty seven of thirty eight for three hundred fifty one yards. They did intercept intercept them twice early on. Mm-hmm. I really thought that this was gonna be the game that they, they were finally gonna go down. I really <laughs> thought this was gonna be his worst game of the. Of all five games he's played so it far. It came close. It, it, it probably close. was his worst game, but he was still able to overcome it. Yeah, it came close uh, because in Seattle, they dominated the first two half, the first two quarters, but after that, I don't know what happened to them. So they could have done better. They could have taken the win. The running backs, they did have a good day. Together, mm-hmm. they had over, over 50 yards each. Combined for 100 yards, so they were dominating on the on the run at, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, when did they end up taking like not not when did they end up taking? It was in the fourth quarter 
that I think that's when they finally over, like, just completely shut down the dragons. Yeah. At that point, they had no more fight in them. Yeah. I saw that. That was... It was an interesting game. It was... The, I, okay. I could swear that Houston was going to lose this game. Honestly, I did so, too. I... Hey, but PJ Walker, he's a good leader. Yes. To be able to bring them back from being down, not one... Not fourteen from fourteen zero, and then again from twenty three fourteen. You got a good leader. Houston has a yeah. good leader. Yeah, they got a good quarterback. Now, the ending though. Oh my god! The three seconds. I will say this: I'm glad that the XFL has the guts to admit that they screwed up. Yes. No other team. Or not, not another team. No other league, in my opinion, would ever admit to something like this. Yeah, and this part of the transparency they're trying to build on. If we look at it, we can see the boot review, what they're yeah. thinking, how they're going to make a call. You don't see that in the NFL. The good thing about the NFL is like the transparency. Yeah, then we're going to make some mistakes. We know that, but we're going. To, this is how we're going to f- try to fix it. But at the same time, I don't think Seattle should have. The, to be in that position, depending three seconds to win the game. They shouldn't. I mean, they had opportunities to win. They mm-hmm. had an opportunity to come back and score. You saw that. But still, those three, those last three seconds makes a big difference in football. It really does. It does, but it shouldn't, Seattle should not have been in that position. Either way, they still should have gotten those three seconds. Not just be okay, if it was – if they were going to get the ball, like, from – First and twenty from their own um, yard. Yeah, from their own yard. I kind of maybe would have agreed. Fine, let it play. The chances of that very unlikely. But they had it first. I think it would have been first and twenty-two from the Houston Inside. twenty-two. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. The same thing. Like you only got one play. You only control one hail mary. Yeah, only one. But that's all you need. I mean, even if it's not a hail mary, you can do a lateral. Teams win it like this. You, those three seconds do matter, in my opinion. I'm glad the XFL owned up to it. One, yeah, you're still going to get a lot of people who hate it, or not not just hate it, but, like, your trolls who are going to say, oh, the XFL sucks, they screwed up already. Yeah, but again, what league would actually admit to their own mistakes? Most just try to cover it up. They mm-hmm. try to, like... Bring somebody else, yeah. stuff like that, but the league took... And I'm glad they did. Yeah. I like it. I'm glad that they did. I have a lot of respect for this league. Mm-hmm. Like, if they are able to admit that they screwed up, I'm sorry. I, I can respect that. Other leagues, you talk bad about it. If you speak up that uh, officiators, the officiating crew screwed up, you'll get fined. Yeah, what happened in the NBA? NBA, in college football, as a coach, you, you say something negative about the referees, uh, there's a fine. Yeah. X, uh, NFL, I think, is the same way. Mm-hmm. So here, a lot of respect for the XFL. I do believe Seattle should have had that opportunity. They made a... They, might not have won it. They probably weren't going to convert the three points, but I do think they probably could have made the touchdown. And who knows? They probably could have gone into overtime. Would have been the first overtime uh, game. That would have been interesting to see. Yeah. So I still think they should have gotten those three seconds. Yeah, but it, yeah, they should have. But the probability of then scoring was pretty slim at that time. It, it's still slim, but that's why you got to play the game. Yeah. So the next game we have up. Is New York Guardians and Dallas Renegades. Oh man, I'm so disappointed in this game. Uh, the home team, Dallas. 
What a disappointment. Yeah. I had good hope with uh, Nelson as a quarterback. I thought he was going to bring everybody together. But after Jones left because of his injury, it's not the same thing overall. No. That, honestly, if you look back, yes, Jones throws a hell of a lot of interceptions, no doubt about it. But I give him I give him this excuse for now. He's been out of it a lot longer than most players have. Most of these players, they recently came out of college. Some of them were in the XF, the NFL for a couple of years. Some of them just got out. Um, Jones was not playing football for the past couple of years. So I give him that excuse. And if you look at this team with Jones, they've gone two and one with him. Yes, he throws interceptions, but those games were all close. Even in his lone loss to Houston where he threw, what was it, four? Four interceptions. No, I think it was three and a fumble. Mm-hmm where he made four turnovers, he kept the game close. He was still able to rally the troops and bring them together and say, we could still win this. But without him, the most Dallas has scored is 12 points this past game. Before that, in their first um, regular season game, they only scored nine points. With Jones, the least amount of points they've ever scored was 20, and they still kept it close, and that was in their lone loss to Houston. Yeah, what I saw in the third quarter, just the offense give up. Like, they were not even trying to get a score. That that first half was a good defensive battle, though. Yeah, the defense, I'll give you that. The defense was, everybody was doing their job, even the special teams with that return. Oh, it was man. amazing. That was a good return. Yeah. That was, I think, the second return in the XFL. Yeah, it was amazing. Everybody's doing their job except the offense. With Jones, he was the leader. He brought everybody together. He was like the group of the team. Without him, I see the team just falling apart. They need, they need a good, reliable backup. They need this team a leader. does not have a backup. Yeah, if did. it wasn't for Jones, I will honestly say I don't know if Dallas would actually have won a game to this point. Probably would be worse than the Vipers. Honestly. I think the Vipers could have easily beat Dallas mm-hmm. without Jones. Um, it was just a rough day. Yeah. Rough day overall. Even on the running game. If you look at the running game, they didn't even have 100 yards total. Yeah, they was getting stopped. Uh, Artis Payne struggled. He went 6 of 25. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, not 6 of 25. Six, uh, 6 attempts for 25 yards. That is career low. I think mm-hmm. that's a career low. Um, Dunbar, I, did he get injured? No. Or he just didn't get any touches? No. Uh, the only injury that I have was Kill, Kill. Yeah. 70 from New York and Guardians. I was wondering why, because I didn't really see him play much. So I was wondering if he was injured or no. anything else. No. But overall, they struggled pretty bad. Yeah. Now, Nelson, he did. He tried. Don't he, get me wrong. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. He tried. He did. Substantially decent. decent, but he did commit two turnovers, and mm-hmm. that kind of killed it for him. Um, he went 28 of 49, 210 yards, but you need to complete more passes. Yeah, you need to put money you in the to bank. Score. There were many times it was just like quick three and outs. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have that. You can't have your if you're going into a kicking game. Um, you better make sure that you're at least getting into field goal range if you're going to make it a kicking game. 
they after the second half they weren't even able to get close enough. No, to make the, field they goal. got stopped a lot. It makes the stopped. defenders of the Guardian look good. Maybe they are that good. The defense, I mean, they came to play. They came to play for New York. I think they got stopped. The the Renegade got stopped. The defense and Guardian for Guardian, and I think they scored. Or oh, they got an interception twice. What do you how do you, what do you, what do you think about Perez this week? <sighs> He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's good, but at overall, I think this team is just getting lucky. What makes you say they're getting lucky? Because on the games, when they won versus LA, the different the offense was struggling. Yeah, but so was the LA defense. The, I mean the LA offense. When now with this team, the Renegades, the offense is struggling with the injury of Jones. So they put the backup quarterback. The backup quarterback was doing a decent job. Actually, isn't he the third string at this point? I think this is the third string for um, Nelson. Mm-hmm. But Perez. I think he's also the third string, as a matter of fact, for New York. I yeah. think he was third option. Yeah. But don't get me don't get me wrong. He was doing a good job, but overall the team is getting lucky. I don't think they're getting lucky. But they have New York, they have a really good defense. Offense, they're still struggling, but I think they're doing just enough to win with the help of their defense. Or at least they're doing a better job of it than Dallas is. Yeah, because Dallas also, in my opinion, they also have a good defense. Just from they got extremely good defense, but their offense, especially at the quarterback. I mean, when you commit turnovers in the game, it's gonna make it a lot harder for your defense to um, hold them. Yeah, because they just why are working so hard if you're not doing nothing. Yeah, you that's know? true. Overall. New York had a better day rushing. That's, mm. that's Overall, New York had, even I hate to say this, they dominated Dallas. In that second half, I mean, Dallas, there was nothing left. I think they just wanted everybody just to go home, turn out the lights, everybody go home after the third quarter. <laughs> this is, I did call this game, though. I did say that the this was, might be the upset, but I did not expect this upset. Yeah. I was expecting it a little bit closer, not a complete second half shutdown of Dallas. Yeah. The only good thing about that second half was the kick return, like you said. Oh, that man. was That was amazing. I thought that was the energy they needed it Same. to overcome this. Because at lot. that point, I think they were only down. By a touchdown or something? Yeah, I think like at one least possession? They were, yeah, within one possession. And I thought this is the spark they need to get back into it. Nope. Mm-mm. After it that, was, it was gone. It was downhill from there. Yeah. All right, the next name, the next game is San Luis Butterhop versus DC Snake Beer. I mean, <laughs> Defenders. <laughs> Snake Beer. We'll get to that. But first, if you like uh, the kicking game and watching field goals made all the time, this was definitely the game for you. Yes. Yes, it was. It was a lot of field goals and. Only one touchdown, everything else, field goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's get started with the change on quarterback from DC. So, first possession for um, DC, Cardell Jones throws another interception. His, and that was it. After that, he was replaced by um, Tyree Jackson. Yep. 
And oh. that's actually, that probably did make a good a difference in this game, to be honest. For it me, probably did. For me, it make a good difference because it changed the game 90 well, degrees. Okay, first of all, 180 degrees. Okay, first of all, it didn't make the difference because, of course, they won. But this is probably going to make the difference for the rest of their season. Yes. Yes, basically for me, it was they had to win this game. I This was, of all the games that we predicted last week that there might be an upset, this was the one I didn't think would Same. happen. Same. I thought San Luis had this game on the pocket. I was like, St. Louis is going to take this. There's no way DC can win. After what we saw last week, they're just going to come out here, dominate, run up the score, and get out of here and head back home with the win. But no, that did not happen. Mm -hmm. Everything that could have gone wrong for St. Louis did. Yep. They got four sacks. So one for Anthony Jackson, one for number 90. I'm sorry, I cannot say your name. Another one was for Tracy. And another one was for Travis. And they got a Brock and punt by 53. True, man. Everything that could go wrong was. Um, I cannot say Saint, the St. Louis quarterback name, no matter how hard I try. I keep forgetting it, how to say it. Tamu, I am sorry, St. Louis fans, if y'all get after me. I just still cannot say his name correctly. But he had a rough day. No, I mean, not completely rough, but besides the sacks, he did. Um, passing, he went 15 and 25 for 174 yards. But still, with all the pressure that he was getting with the sacks, it was kind of difficult for him to really do much. Yeah. I think everybody is allowed to have one bad game. And I think for San Luis, this was the only bad game. But I didn't think it was going to be against this team. Of all the teams that you would have told me, this was the last team I was expecting them to struggle against. Yeah, but I think that San Luis got scared of the beer snake. That beer snake, that that was impressive. Yeah. I mean, for one, I don't know if I would be, I would be willing to touch everybody's cups that – People have been drinking enough. Then again, I probably would. Hey, you got to do it for the fans, man. Yeah, do it for the fans. Why not? The fans, if you thought Hall fan was wild, this week proved them wrong. You know what? XFL fans are wild. I'll, yeah. give, them, I'll give them that. They are all different and wild. I like the fans just from this league. Yeah. They, they are a lot different than your typical NFL and college football fans. These are... They go all out. Yeah, they go all out. They do things that I had not seen before. Yes. Um, do you think Cardell Jones might get another shot? If I was the coach, I'll bench him for a little bit. I don't know if I would put him back in. No. I don't know. I would stick with Jackson. Now, Ohio State fans, y'all can go off on me, but he was not necessarily a leader. I saw him when he played... From the time he came in in the um, in the conference championship game, all the way until he won the national championship, all the way till next season, he wasn't necessarily a leader. He was just a really good quarterback for the Ohio State team on a really good team. I don't think he developed those leadership skills though. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of showed from last week. Carrying on to this week. I agree. In order for the team to get you back, you have to get, be a good leader. So if you're a good leader, they see the struggle. They help you out when you're down. They carry you up. And 
that's why leaders do, you know. Like, they will help you. Mm -hmm. Even when they struggle, like, they will keep that mentality. Come on, we can still do this. We can get back into it. Cardell Jones, you saw he was struggling last week. He he told one of his – well, I don't know if he told him directly, but he said one of his receivers needs to be benched. I don't think that's the def definition of a leader. You go up to him. You t tell him, hey, we have to be on the same page. You got to communicate with me. We got to make sure we get this done right. Not, yeah, not I, go in front of national TV uh, bashing him that he needs to be benched. I agree. People make mistakes. What makes you great is you working those mistakes out. You don't tell the somebody, oh, yeah, you need to sit down on this one because you you didn't catch the ball right the first time kinda, or stuff like kinda that. Kind of a little bit of karma. Mm -hmm. Cardell Jones, I mean, including this game and the previous two, he has a total of six interceptions on the season. In total, in total he has seven. Mm -hmm. But between these last three games, he has six. So while you were saying last week he needs to be benched, now you're the one who's benched. Yes, and I hope he's. I hope you learn from this. To yeah. be honest, um, Tyree Jackson he did pretty good coming in as a, as the backup. I was in shock. Nine of fourteen. I mean, the yards don't show, but he was able to get the ball moving, and that was kind of what was the important thing. Um, he wasn't able to, of course, get into the end zone that much. But he got close to the end, so so they can do. A so field they can, goal. yeah. So they can at least score field goals. But I give you this: um, the um, the snake, beer snake. Yeah. Defense was real good. They stopped the Barhawk a lot. They did. Like I said, um, the running game for Battlehawks they had a pretty decent day, but passing, which is where um, I'm sorry, I cannot say his name. Tamu does most of the hit, um, where he does most of the damage. They kind of shut that down. Yeah, and then uh, there was two occasion that the first occasion where they were like four and three. Okay, the um, Battlehawk had the ball, and then they couldn't transfer that to a first down. The defenders stopped them, and another chance they had a four and one. Still, the defenders stopped them. You have to make those plays. You have to make have those to. conversions. Now the running game for DC, that was actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah. They they actually averaged about close to almost two hundred yards, I believe, running the ball. So they had a good running game, even though it doesn't translate to the score. They had a good day running the ball. Yeah, they were. I saw the game. The play were having fun on the field, and they were. The fans were definitely having too yeah. much fun. <laughs> oh, too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know if I want to say You know what? I'll say it. I would like to see that happen again, but instead of it going up. It going side to side? Yeah. It goes around the whole stadium. Just imagine seeing a whole snake go, a snake cup go around the whole stadium. If y'all do that, y'all got it from me. If, if they do that, it better be if they go to the playoff or the championship. Hey, I might try doing that myself. We end up going to one of these games, but I don't know. <laughs> I think it's their thing. I think we should not copy it. Uh, we don't copy it, but if we go to DC, hey, we're gonna start that up. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Last game we have the Vipers versus the Wildcats. What an offensive shootout! I don't know what to say. I was speechless. To tell you the truth, it was an offensive shootout, and the results were not um, what we expected. 
just based on how the game was going, definitely not what we expected. Viper started off the game amazing first Yeah, time. on the first play of the game, and they got an interception. I okay. Mean, th- how? What a better way to start off than than with an interception? Yeah. Getting the ball to your offense right away and telling them, hey, go score. And mm-hmm. plus, we're going to get the, uh, the ball in the second quarter? Yeah. I mean, the second half? Let's go. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what happened to the Vipers. To tell you the truth, they were doing amazing the first two quarters. They were doing what I was expecting them to do. But after the two quarters, I don't know what happened. I mean, not even that. That first quarter and that second quarter was just almost total domination. It was 17-0 heading into the second quarter. And then, well, they they pulled off of Houston from the Houston-Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. Um, they just went downhill. Yes. Um, they let L.A. literally get back into it with five minutes left in the, in the uh, second quarter. Like, most of that scoring came in within five minutes. Yes, I don't know what happened. I mean, like... <sighs> I thought it was going to be close the game in favor of the Vipers. To tell you the truth, to this day, I still cannot believe that that happened. I mean, if you go back and look at it, I think it was to the – what was it to? I think, yeah, up to like this around the six-minute mark, close to the five, the Vipers were winning it 24-6. I believe that was the score. And then out of nowhere – those last, like I said, those last five minutes, touchdown, L.A., touchdown, L.A., touchdown, L.A. is like, what is going on? Where where did they come from? Yeah. And the top of the night was even the big guys were making great plays. Oh, man. This was, everybody was making plays in this game. Yes. I mean, third quarter, I think that was dominated by um, L.A. as well. You mean fourth quarter, too? Third and fourth, I mean, shoot, what well, wasn't? Yeah. Like, uh, it, this game was everything right with L.A., everything lined up right for every, L.A. Even the quarterback was yelling at the the offensive <laughs> coordinator. Uh, yeah, I saw that. What was he telling them? Like, come on, just give me the place. Yeah, just give, give me the place. Stop arguing. Just give me the place. I was like, whoa. You uh, know, that's new. Taylor Cornelius, the Oklahoma State quarterback, He this was probably his best game. Um, in reference to the amount of yards he threw, not so much with the interceptions. He did throw two interceptions, but he did throw two touchdowns as well. But overall, he had a pretty good game, passing the ball and running the ball as well. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you saw that touchdown he made running the ball. Oh, yeah, it it was was like like nothing. I know. So powerful. It's just so great. I didn't expect that he had the ball. Like, you know, like when you're watching a crime and... um, episode that you didn't suspect that the innocent, this quiet person was the killer. Yeah. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect he had the ball. See, I knew he was capable of that. I was just waiting to see when he was going to do it. He finally did it. Yeah. Like, that was just good. Um, Taylor Cornelius, of course, he always has some something some, some, some rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always running the ball while trying to help out with his team when he can. And he usually does a good job of running it when he when he is given the opportunity to run. Yes. 
Yeah. The running Viper, I think, is the top league mm -hmm. of running the ball. They, 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 they have an amazing running. They are, but I'm wondering what happened to their running game this week. Because apart, again, you take out uh, Taylor Cornelius, the running game itself just kind of went blank from last week. Last week they had two players over 100 yards each, over 200 yards rushing, I think close to two, 250 yards rushing. And this week, you take out Terry Cornelius, they don't have 100. Yeah, but the thing is, like, as well, if you run the ball too much, you're going to give out your secrets out, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, if you can't stop it, I mean, yeah. there, there's one thing. Like, if you can't stop the run, most teams are going to struggle. Either way, even if that is your secret, when you have especially two players who can both run the ball for over 100 yards each, you got to prepare for both. It's hard preparing for two mm -hmm. instead of just one because you don't know who's going to get it. True, you but You don't know who they're going to put in at the time, especially if they go into, like, a triple option formation. That's even worse. Yeah. But... Man, the Vipers, they were just kind of a letdown. I know. Uh, Coming out I, so strong, you were thinking that. I'm not disappointed this. of the game because it was a good yeah. game, but I didn't expect this. I'm disappointed of the Vipers. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I just really had. One, I had them winning this game. Yeah. Sorry, Wildcat fans. I just had them after what they did last week. I, I expected them to win. But Same, but that's what. I like about the this new league. You like you never know what's going to happen next week. Yeah, but John Johnson, he did come out of nowhere. When he finally got things rolling, they were rolling. Yeah. After he got warm up, after he found his uh, mouthpiece, he was running. Oh yeah. He went twenty for thirty six. I mean doesn't look great. I mean, he was struggling at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he ended up with four touchdowns, one interception and two hundred and eighty eight yards on the day. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. No bad at all. I'll take for that someone, anytime. For someone who struggled early on the first quarter and most of the second quarter to finish like that, I'll, I'll take it. Yep, same here. Now, the running game, it was also kind of a little bit of a struggle as well. They didn't end up getting over 100 yards rushing either. But I think they did more pa passing than running the ball. Yeah, they did. But I think they make up from the loss of the running to the passing. They did, but still you... I mean, you do want to incorporate some run. But overall, like you said, this was definitely a passing game. This was a shootout. So, they, I mean, the quarterbacks com almost combined for 600 yards passing mm -hmm. on the uh, through the air. So, this was just one hell of a game. I know. It was a good game. All right, now let's go to our prediction for the next week, week six. So, our record right now, both of our record is one and three. Oh. We both made the same. We both picked the team, same teams from last week. We both ended with the same record, one and three. We are terrible at this. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> I just want to bring something up, a little history. So for the past three years, me and Raúl, we've been competing in college football with the predictions each week. All three years, I beat him. All three years. You got lucky in some games. Uh, I'm saying that. Undefeated, never lost. Never lost. <laughs> we say about this uh, league. Okay, but this league, I um, my predictions have not gone well at all. This so is, this is what I like about this league. You might never know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, next there, week. it's surprise every week. Yeah, I except, like it except for Houston. But there might be a surprise this week. 
So let's get straight into it. Hopefully, we don't have the same teams this time. Hopefully. Right. So week six, starting off with the first game on Saturday, Houston Roughnecks, New York Guardians. Who do you have uh, at New York Guardians? You know what? I will go for Houston. Houston? Yes. This game, the Guardians' luck is going to run out. It's not going to be a shootout, but it's going to be more than two possession. So you're calling it? Yeah, I'm calling okay. it. Okay. Give me the upset. Uh, Houston finally goes down. They will finally go down in this game. This will... I can't say it will be his best game, but Perez and offense, along with their defense, will do just enough to pull off the upset to give Houston their first loss of the season. Oh, I'm man. Calling it, I'm calling it right now. you calling it? For the record, I saw that Houston team, um, when they were playing last week, they have a really good fan base as well, just like St. Louis. They all have good fan bases. Something like Trump right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that fan base, I think they almost filled up that stadium. Yeah. Too. They had the potential to fill it up in the future. I'm like, pretty sure I they mean, will. Like, I've been watching all the games. Almost all the games are being filled up. Yeah. People are coming to watch this sport because it's something new. It's something refreshing. I like it. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to have their fan base this time. They're going to be at New York. And as you can see, one team that we expected to win went down already at New York. Don't We don't talk about that. You expected L.A. To, this was before we started. You expected L.A. to win at New York. And uh, New York won. They got so, lucky. No, no. They got lucky. That's how I was going to say it. They got lucky. All right. The next game is San Luis Butterhawk versus Tampa Bay Vipers. They are at Vipers. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? You know what? I'll go with Butterhawks. They have one bad game, and this is their bad game. Every team is allowed one bad game. I think they're going to bounce back and destroy the Vipers. I don't think so. Vipers. I'm you going calling for Vipers. Vipers? Yeah, I'm calling Vipers. I think the Vipers will be pissed after what happened last week. They had the game. I think they're going to come to this game pissed off. They're going to be at home. And, I mean, you've seen that they can finally score. They finally have things rolling. They just ran out of juice that second half. Yeah, but you cannot compare L.A. versus um, this is, Butterhawk. You mean Vipers? No, oh. L.A. versus oh, Butterhawk. LA. Oh, okay. You know, Butterhawk got a complete team. Yeah, they, they lost versus D.C., but I think they only have one bad game. They're going to bounce out and destroy the competition. That's why I think Vipers are going to bounce back. They're gonna come out pissed. In my opinion, this is this game belongs to the Vipers. Sorry, St. Louis. I like y'all's team, but this is Vipers. All right, let's go to the next game: Dallas Renegades versus DC Defenders. We got the home team versus the Capital team. What do you got? Sorry, Dallas. Wow. Sorry, Dallas. What a traitor. Sorry. Are Dallas. you really gonna pick against your home team? Yes. Wow. Because the snake is going to get it. The snake is going the to get it. The beer snake is going to get it. 
it hurts me, you know how unhurt I am, but I cannot see Traitor. a good leader in the Dallas. After Jones got injured, I cannot see a good leader. You're officially exiled as a Texan. You're going against your own. That's just wrong of you. I am sticking with the home team, Dallas. I do think Dallas, after what happened last week, I think they'll be able to bounce back. I just think they, they'll be able to do it this time. All right. Last game we have, LA Wildcats at Seattle Dragons. Oh, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Uh, you know what? I'm going for the underdog, Seattle. Are they the underdog? I think they are the underdog because everybody's, for what I can see, they've been working hard to get to that momentum. And they're just so close, but, you know. I mean, I don't know. Seattle, what place are they currently in? Number four. Oh, God. Okay, they are, they're definitely the underdog. What what place is LA in? LA is third. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely an underdog. Okay, um, it's gonna be a close game. So yeah, it's going to be close. Don't I think it's wrong. gonna be a close game. So you're going with Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's gonna be at Seattle. I have to agree with you on this one. This time, I we agree. Seattle will probably take this one. Yeah, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna mess with the quarterback. More than, I think they're going to make some new plays, cause the quarterback is decent from uh, Seattle. I think they just need to tweak it a little bit more on the offense, cause the defense they got not a great defense, but they got a, an okay defense. Yeah, they got like in seven, seven and a half defense out of ten. I think they'll get after John, uh, Josh Johnson in this game, mm-hmm. so. Oh man, I, it's tough. It's really tough, but it's going to be an interesting game. I think that's the, going to be the game of the week game for of me. The week? Um, I don't know. I think the game of the week is going to be the first game. <sighs> to tell you the truth, the first, because the... <sighs> everybody expected Houston to win it. I expect Houston to win it, so by big margin. I don't see that caught in an upset. Mm. Okay, how about this? If you had to choose one of these, if you had to choose one of your predictions to be the upset, which one is it? You know which one I'm picking out. Which one? Dallas versus DC. You hope that's your upset? Yes. I hope Dallas proved me wrong. You cannot ever root for Dallas again after this. Ever. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For me, it it's gonna have to be St. Louis and the Vipers. Yeah, I think that's the other one that I can also see going the other way. Um, and as I've, you already know, I'm good at calling my upsets. I'm at least one to know in that mark. You just got lucky. <laughs> no, I'm one to know. How you saying that? You just got lucky. One to know. We take it week by week. Each mm-hmm. week, I'm one to know. We'd like to hear your prediction for this week on uh, social media. You can now follow us on our official Little Big League Twitter account. It's Little Big League, capital B for big, capital L for league, on all my, together. And on my personal Twitter is 
capital R, capital E, underscore Asensio. Asensio is A-S-E-N-C-I-O. You can leave your comments, your predictions. Y'all can bash him for being a traitor to the Dallas team. Just keep it PG-13. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode. And we hope to see you guys next week for another episode of Little Big League.